Welcome to this week's episode of Sneaky Athletic. Uh, we're going to, of course, start with our regular segments. You know the drill. Uh, we'll get into some NBA versus China. Uh, we have some college football for you. Couldn't miss out on that. Uh, big weekend in the NFL. A lot going on. Uh, got a little flag off. Got some handshake gate. We'll give you a top four, bottom four. Uh, and then we'll round out with some picks. I know uh, neither one of us really had a good weekend, but you just got to hop right back on the horse. That's why they call it gambling. Uh, so before we get going, do a quick ad by our guys at Fertilizer Service Company. Uh, you know what they do. They're helping you out when it comes to anything related to harvest. They got you. So if you're in the northwest Missouri area, hit them up at 660-686-2402. They're located in Fairfax, Missouri. You can check them out on Facebook. Make sure to give them a good review, Facebook and Google. And as we always say... They're keeping God's country as good as she grows. All right, let's get started. Mild my soul, I gave it all. But loving you was never easy. All right, man. How was your weekend? Well, uh, I'm just going to hop right into my beef because I was annoyed okay. by this all week um, and during the weekend. Um, in a city, it's actually illegal to play music or anything on your phone um, while you're on public transportation. You have to have earphones. So my beef this week is people just playing shit at max volume while they're around you. And it just drove me crazy. I, I don't care about your Twitter videos. Uh, you know, we all enjoy them. But when you're in public, at least one, try. Try to be, you know, considerate. But two, it just don't. At the end yeah, of the day, just don't. Do the, like, lower down, like, hold mm-hmm. it up to your ear. Like, you know, be a decent person. Oh, 100%. 100%. I don't think, it, I don't think it's that difficult. Um, so How's your my, week? My weekend was great. It was my birthday weekend, so of course. Uh, ate a bunch of food on Friday. Got way too way too full. Uh, had a good day on Saturday. My family was in town. Uh, went out to eat. Saw watched the Mizzou game through the rain. That um, was great. Sunday was mainly good until the very end, uh, but we'll get to that later. Uh, so, but to get into my beef, it's with former Mizzou wide receiver T.J. Mo. Interesting. TJ Mo is just he he's something else. He uh he's what some are calling the douchebag of the week. I, I he yeah, the the Mazodcast, um which is a Mizzou related sports podcast. They uh they gave him the TJ Mo douche of the week award. Um so in an on SiriusXM SEC Radio, uh, TJ Mo said, Who needs enemies when you got the Missouri fan base? It's the biggest group of self-loathing losers that I've ever encountered. Um, TJ Mo just likes to suck Barry Odom's dick and thinks that he's such a homer and he cherry-picks stats um, to try to support Barry Odom because that's his guy and he gets some inside inf- Mizzou information. 
Um, so like recently, he's been tweeting out uh, this little, this nice little cherry pick stat of Mizzou's last 25 games. He's been saying a lot. So it's the best Power Five records in the last 25 games, and Mizzou ranks ninth, tied for ninth with Texas at 18 and seven. It's like, oh man, that's pretty good. Well, um, right before, for some reason, that record starts week eight of 2017. Kind of a weird place for that to start. Well, that's because the previous five weeks we lost every game. So if you go back to the last 30 games, we're 18 and 12 instead of the last 25 games, 18 and 7. Just doesn't look that great. And uh, so I'm just sick and fucking tired of TJ Mo trying to just like sugarcoat everything and make things seem all right when we're banged up. We've never ended a season ranked in the top 20, top 50 in the nation in opponents' points per game, uh, and we have a defensive head coach. So those are just a couple things. Go off, King. Yeah, I got pretty fucking worked up today. Yeah, I um, I saw those stats, and I'm not gonna lie, I got got a little bit on them. It uh, made me reconsider a little bit, but um, yeah, a way to put it in perspective for the people there. Yeah. Um, go ahead with your lifestyle, so I don't have to sh- like shift gears for us. Yeah, so I'll just uh, my lifestyle tip probably goes to you. It goes to me as well. Just don't gamble. <laughs> Don't gamble on sports. It was a rough weekend for sure. I think in that that goes around to everybody in the gambling world. I don't think many gamblers uh, came out big this weekend. I think Vegas won a lot of money, and uh, it was tough. It was a grind, but uh, we stuck it out. Well, that's how they do it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully, um, I can do this to myself and you know get my spirits back up. But uh. My gambling week was rough, and we'll talk about that later, but kill them with kindness this week. Um, you know, I've had a lot of people who have been really aggravating me, and it's not advantageous at all for me to, you know, be rude back or, you know, point out to them why they're wrong. Um, so I've just been trying to be so absurdly nice to them that they're like, oh, something's up, and, you know, hopefully they can figure it out. And if not, you know, you didn't burn a bridge, you know, to get to the other side. So that was my uh, lifestyle, and I'm going to hop right in to my What the Feed this week, which is LaRaf James. There is a Instagram account called L-E-R-A-F-F-E James, all one word, and it's an exact copy of LeBron James's Instagram account, but everyone has a giraffe head. What? Awesome. How many awesome. followers does it have? A lot. LeBron follows it, Steph follows it, and it's, you know, a couple hundred thousand. That's insane. That's, I mean, good for them. They're an influencer, so they probably get paid. Um, so my What the Feed is from um, – it's from this Reddit feed. I'm trying to th- – oh, of course, relationship advice. Um, and I'm just, I'm just going to summarize it with uh, – I'll just say the title. So my – Uh, She's female 25, husband, male 28, said something disgusting to me. Um, So this lady, uh, her husband, she was taking a bath, and she was just sitting there, like, dreading, like, while she's typing this out, she's dreading what her husband said to him, to her. Uh, So a few hours ago, she was laying in bed, feeding the baby, and the husband was begging her to come do something with him. I tried to tell him, just wait a few moments, and he kept glaring at me and telling me to hurry up. Uh, I just gave birth a couple months ago, and my husband has been jealous of his own son. Okay, 
I could see he was starting to lose his patience, and I told him, Honey, I have to take care of him before you. You know that. And what he said back to me was really stunning. He looked me right in the eyes and said, If you love him so much, why don't you suck his dick instead of mine? I couldn't say anything. I didn't know what to say. And then he stormed out of the bedroom. What the fuck? Imagine being a 28-year-old guy and you're jealous of your two-month-old son. Yeah, I don't really have words besides uh, you should probably get out of that relationship. Yeah. I mean, she should – yeah, she should leave. She should go be like, honey, I'm going to go stay with my parents for a while uh, and just never come back. Wow. Um, yeah, I'm going to need a second to recoup, so go ahead and go in Fair and enough. Google this. So my Google this is about a very unfortunate event that happened uh, about two years ago now. And it's it involves the Las Vegas shooting, um, and the MGM just just reached a settlement with the victims of the Las Vegas shooting for eight hundred million dollars. Fun fact: they only did that because they were lobbying against MGM. Yeah. And so that's what really got the lawsuit settled. Yeah. Because I think they were going to try to give them the whole rigmarole. Huh. Yeah. Eight hundred mil. Um pocket change oh Uh, for sure that's a that's a fight weekend (laughs) so i have a theme i'm going to stay with exotic animals because university of illinois did a study that zebra stripes actually deter flies on any animal so they were just out in the field painting cows and it turns out that the stripes help how many flies you know actually attack the you know cows and so they had a little bit of a control i will say it wasn't complete uh in the fact that they did not just paint the entire cow um when you know they did it with one color but not the other so you know there's some questionable things there but you know the zebra stripes did work uh which i think is really odd that's really weird yeah so you got any good shows this week Uh, mainly, I just wanted to talk about the latest episode of South Park. Which has been uh, a stellar season so far. Yeah, it's been great. Um, which it has, I mean, these last few years of South Park have been great. There's another, uh, well, first of all, I'll touch on South Park. Uh, so this last episode, not to, no spoilers or anything, but it was basically about how everything that the U.S. entertainment industry does has to be approved by China first. And... We'll touch on this a little bit later, but it literally exploded in real life when the NBA is basically now on its hands and knees apologizing to China after some remarks that Daryl Morey made. But we'll get to that later here in a sec. Uh, Another show they just uh, put out the preview for Rick and Morty season four. Yeah, that looks great. Yep, first half. We're only doing they're only giving the first five episodes. What do you mean by that? They're, so they're doing – this preview is for the first half of season four. So I think there's going to be a break between – there's going to be like a halftime of season four. Wow. Um, that That's very Dan Harmon. Yeah. Very Dan Harmon. I think he, he is the everyday man writing a show. Like he's just like, fuck, I have to write these five episodes. So he like crunches them out, gets them done. He's like, guys, I, I can't do this. I need a break. Like I, He wrote breaks into his contract. Yeah, I know. He signed that, what was it? It, it was like 70-episode contract. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it was basically like, all right, I'm going to do five and then I'm going to take some time off and then I'm going to do five and I'm going to take some fucking time off. Just to uh, switch back to South Park a little bit, Trey Parker and Matt, Matt Stone have both, you know, they're both billionaires. They both have huge net worths, net worths. And it's probably the highest of any animated, uh, you know, producers in the entire uh, country for sure. But it is. Uh, yeah, and they uh, did you see they lost their? Um, so China swept the internet of right. South Park. There's there's no more South Park, and they're like, we don't give a fuck. They, they they I mean they just kept going on with their like normal stuff. Like they knew that was gonna happen after they put out uh you know an episode of fucking basically saying hey China suck my dick. Oh, a hundred percent. And you know I think that. Uh, you know, they have the right to say what they want to say. I'm very pro-democracy, but uh, I don't really know if that's any of our business, um, to be honest with you. I mean, obviously, uh, there are some other things that concern me, but just the fact that the episode was about, um, you know, us kind of bowing down to Chinese influence, I don't necessarily know if it's that's very a, real. a whole ton of our business. Yeah, and I mean, it continued to happen. So we'll go right into the NBA going ahead and essentially having Daryl Morey, the owner of the Houston Rockets, or sorry, the manager, the GM of the mm-hmm. Houston Rockets, tweeting out a pro-democracy Hong Kong tweet that ended up essentially getting you know the Houston Rockets scrubbed as well. Um, yeah, from, they were painting over signs, Houston Rocket signs in China. Their leader of the Chinese Basketball Association is Yao Ming, one of the most famous Houston Rocket uh, players of all time. I mean, this is, you know, overreaching, huge story. I mean, even in eSports, Blizzard, who um, was a video game company, went and had a winner of their tournament banned from the entire sport because his post-tournament interview, you know, was pro-Hong Kong, and they, you know, took all of his money that he was going to win too and he never can play that game again professionally at least yeah it's there it's crazy deal i i tried to read up on it as much as i could with the whole hong kong situation but it's it's quite confusing uh, and so i don't want to like misspeak but yeah i definitely pro democracy um and i it just really sucks when like People like James Harden was just like hey in china we're so sorry we love you and then steve kerr won't even comment on the situation it's like it's like they're literally puppets and there's you know strings going up top like you can just see that they china has them by the balls so i definitely got a lot aggravated um to put it in the most simple terms at clay travis who was trying to frame this as something that was really um you know complete no backbone by the nba because they pulled um, the all-star game out of Charlotte for not having transgender bathrooms. Um, you know, he initially made a great point about, you know, we should really be pro-democracy. This was weak for a woke league, but it essentially just devolved into only the NBA who is, you know, taking the all-star game out of Charlotte. Like he just repeated this point over and over again. Gotta get them takes out, man. 
it just, you know, it really lost all of his substance and it was so aggravating because it was such a great point initially, um, you know, with the woke league and, you know, how they make decisions. But as he went on, you know, he was essentially just mad about these bathroom laws and not necessarily about the true situation that was going on. He knows he knows his cycle to get him clicks to where Fox is happy with his impressions. Like mm-hmm. he's once and, and we kind of talked about this, but he gets he'll have a good take. His oh, initial it starts take, great. Yeah, his initial take is I think usually pretty good. It's the garbage that ensues afterwards for the next twelve hours of what he's tweeting about, and then he's trying to do it on a, a periscope and a podcast and all this stuff, and it's like just beating a dead horse. Yeah, he he grips the people with something great and then, you know, moves out from there to really hit his extremist fan base. But something that I don't think is questioned enough, um, especially Clay Travis made me think of this, was we always think of the, you know, person who runs the league as a mouthpiece for the owners or the governors in the NBA's case. And, you know, even whenever Goodell makes terrible decisions, they, you know, always understand that it's just an extension of the owners wanting money. And so much of this has come back onto Adam Silver in a sense that I don't feel like, I mean, obviously Roger Goodell takes his fair share of flack and deservedly so, but I don't think that this has come back in the same sense on Adam Silver as it would uh, to Roger Goodell. Adam. Well, Adam, Adam Silver is so much more likable in the first place. I mean, he's already doing a lot of things um that are you know he's very pro player he's very like he kind of he uses the league that um he he does a lot of fan interaction i think he's very pro gambling mm-hmm. um and so there's there's a lot of those things where it's like he checks the boxes so much on one side that it's like oh we can maybe give him a little leeway but like this is the true time for him to step up but that 1.5 billion dollars waving around the air at uh it kind of makes people shut up and get in their place. Yeah, you think Mark Cuban's going to be happy losing that? No. And he's already a billionaire. Like, it doesn't matter to him. But, for sure. Like, these guys are so, they get to a point where, yeah, they're not they're not playing with, like, it, the names and the people and the, the policies, those don't matter. It's the dollar bills. Do you have anything else? Because I would kind of like to get off something so serious. Yeah. Let's talk about, like, uh, anything else yeah let's talk about the teams uh so a lot of hype uh, a lot of hype uh, a lot of vibes going out from mm. the nba teams so uh let's do a little vibe check a little vibe yeah, check bro so i'm getting i'm getting bad vibes from the nets already Ooh, negative yeah. vibes yeah okay. bad vibes uh i think like kd is just sitting here being kind of a mouthpiece already like he's putting out all these interviews and he's not playing uh and it I don't know. For me, it's just like a tough look when, I mean, it is the New York market. So like, you're going to be doing this a lot more, but like, I don't know. It's just like when you're not playing, it's hard to like back up what you're talking about and stuff. And he's like been kind of going at the Knicks a little bit and things like that. So I don't know. For me, it just feels weird, but uh, yeah, bad vibes. All in New York, negative vibes. Get that energy away from me. I don't need any of that. The Knicks are trying to be old, hard, uh, you know, classic Knickerbockers and, uh, you know, you win some games first, buddies. For sure. You know, uh, get, get your energy up. What do you think on the Pelicans? So I, I – overhype. 
the the vibe radius that they're actually giving out is not anything equitable to put your like hang your hat on man like you know uh they're one of those dudes who uh they look like they got real great vibes but uh deep down you know no good vibes there deep down they're just you know have a nicotine habit and uh get a check from their mom at once a month yeah oh yeah um i'm getting definitely some uh would markel fultz I, I think i'm getting some good vibes i think he's back i i yeah, think that, that, that i'm happy for him yeah the the vibes that he's putting out great on point i also think lakers warriors you know warriors people are unsure about lakers people are hyped about and like all those vibes in the right spot yeah They're i vibing, bro i think the every team in california yeah it's like they're all hidden right now mm-hmm. like it, it's a good time to be a west coast team i don't think that they're outside of themselves yet but no you know um I, they're and doing it the trailblazers with dame i mean Shaq, what the fuck is Shaq? just needs to like Shaq is basically saying nba regular season please get back so i'm so bored like he's just <laughs> sitting here rapping shit like you can just tell Shaq is in his mansion just bored as fuck oh no like he, he he's just begging them to let him go roast Charles Barkley for like three hours. Like he probably just FaceTimes Charles like every morning when he wakes up and just like boy and just goes in on him. And Charles is like, God damn it. Fake vibes. Yeah. You don't need you don't need that around. Uh, a little bit more fakeness from the NBA. They actually have a team regulated actual height chart. So we've you know kind of discussed how players are you know not what Kevin they Durant. say. Oh, 100%. He's a huge, you know, person who commits this crime. The man but, is not 6'9". Uh, no, he's like 7'1", for yeah. sure. Which makes it a little bit more interesting, honestly. But Zion is actually an inch or two shorter than what he's listed as uh, currently, which is another inch shorter than his Duke height. So I think that, uh, you know, I need to get a hold of that list. I got got a couple of times on the internet uh, with Rick Rolls and, you know, Peyton oh. Manning, cold face, uh, looking for it. But I'm on the hunt, and hopefully we'll uh, be able to sort that one out for sure. No, I like that. Like, that should be official. Um, one last thing. James Harden's new shot. This, uh, oh, the Hardaway or the uh, shoot pass option. Mm. Those are the two, those are the two um, names I've been here for. I love it, too. It's so fucking awesome. Boy's on a mission. Yeah. He's on a mission. So uh, let's switch gears to football a little bit. Um, you know, every year in football, it's like a game of musical chairs. So uh, let's talk about the hot seats in the game and the cool seats in the game and uh, who just lost their seat in total. So I got a couple of hot seats for us. Uh, Stefan Diggs in Minnesota, he's out of there. In that interview that he gave and said he wanted to be in Minnesota, that wink at the end said Yeah, it. I mean, but Kirk, Kirk like kind of showed up, but still, um, I agree. He's not going to have any of that support from his wide receiver core after the Trump call. Yeah. Fair There's enough. no doubt. Um, I th- go ahead. I, I also have the Bears, elite defense, hot seat. Hot seat. It is on fire. Yeah. Uh, so I definitely, I would definitely agree with the Bears. The, um, my 
my main hot seat is Dak Prescott. You can't be mm-hmm. asking for all this money, and then when a real deal NFC team rolls up, you just fucking shit the bed. Like, he didn't show up. He didn't play to his $40 million a year contract that he's basically been asking for. He is consistent in one thing, and that's underperforming. As well, well as – go ahead. That's the Cowboys in the last two decades. Oh, without a doubt. And that kind of goes into my other hot seat, my last one, constantly underperforming the Bolts, L.A. Chargers. Oh, really? Yeah. I yeah. Just, I'm not I mean, impressed. they, they kind of flopped. Uh, I'll, my last one I'll go with is the Browns. Mm, Primetime yeah. game. Baker looked absolutely terrible. Um, Niners, possibly for real. Uh, uh, yeah, I was going to say let's flip it and reverse it yeah. because one of my cool seats is the Niners. You know, that was a big question mark for me last week in my top four, but I, maybe? I, uh, uh, yeah, maybe? I, don't, I don't know. Um, I would say John Gruden. Yeah. Cool seat. You, you fly out to London, travel all that way, beat the Bears. I think John Gruden's going to be perfectly fine on that 10 year contract. Um, uh, Christian McCaffrey, he's pretty much solidified himself as a top three MVP candidate right now. I would say he's looking great. So one of my other cool seats was Kyle Allen via McCaffrey. So yeah, 100%. It's his yeah. job to lose, and honestly, McCaffrey's job to lose for him. My last cool seat is Marcus Mariota, as long as he has an incompetent coach. Because right now we can't really blame him. You know, I, he – doesn't ever blow your mind, but I don't think that he's ever at fault and you know, a lot of those losses. But to circle back real quick to the Gruden's, uh, Jay is one of my no seats. Yeah. He absolutely lost it. But don't worry, he's gonna be out in Oakland here pretty soon. That's what I'm hoping for. As an assistant. There's no no way John Gruden doesn't get him on that team. The only thing that will make me sad about that is it wasn't during Hard Knocks. That would have made it way better. Oh, my God. Uh, my last no seat is uh, the Chiefs over. Until they're healthy, they're out of there. It's I, I rough, but it. guess who? It's a great transition because guess who we get back this next week? Go ahead. Tyreek Hill. Um, so probably, I mean, obviously the best, not the, the best wide receiver on the Chiefs team, but also the fastest wide receiver in the NFL um, top five guy when he's healthy, great wide receiver. Hopefully Sammy's back. Um, still missing a left tackle, uh, possibly missing two defensive linemen. Um, uh, an ankle for your quarterback. Yeah, I mean he's been playing with that. He, I don't think he looked that hobbled towards the end. I think when it initially happened, it hurt. Um, and it's great that it's his left ankle, mm-hmm. so it does hurt his mobility. Mainly, I would say rolling to the right like pushing off and going to the right right i don't know that don't panic that's what my whole thing is don't panic like we are we're at this perfect point of it's the you know just it's like the first third of the season like we can scramble for a couple games here all we got to do is keep scoring points our defense actually didn't play terrible i mean holding the colts to 19 points should have won us that game Oh, 100%. I have in my notes, no panic button. 
I heard a lot of people saying, uh, should the Chiefs freak out? Do they need to redo the whole thing? No, just chill. Injuries are a part of it. I For think sure. that honestly going through this is going to be something that is going to make them tougher later on. Um, that's going to be one of the few things that they will have over the Patriots because the Patriots might run the board this year. And well, they play you know, us. The Patriots might run the board this year. So I think in the AFC championship game, when, you know, everything's on the line, they will be able to really pull it out. Um, my last thing on the Chiefs is you can tell Andy Reid's play calling is significantly hindered when the big plays aren't there. And, you know, that's not necessarily his fault, but just the, you know, repetent, repeated calls that just didn't you know necessarily work because of the defense being able to cheat this way or that way as well as knowing that oh hey the o-line isn't going to be able to protect everything yeah i mean when the left side of your offensive line is two garbage cans it's pretty hard to call plays no matter what um but yeah and i don't know i don't know if it's when the primetime lights come on and andy reed loses a little bit i it just didn't seem right from the jump. Patrick Mahomes wasn't making throws that he was supposed to. There was a lot of things that I think if it literally like switches two ways, like if we don't get – if that early fumble doesn't happen by Shady and if we don't have that stupid late tackle out of bounds, uh, those two things don't happen, like I think we win the game. Like, and, it's ter- it's a, and it's a dumpster fire of a game, but I think we win the game 20 to 19. Really? Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I think that a lot of Chiefs or well, Colts fans, sorry, you know, circled that early in the year when they still thought they had luck. So I think that was a good surprise for them. Um, yeah. I, honestly, it is very true that Oscar the Grouch would be a better left tackle than your current. Than Cam Irving, yeah. And then yeah. Um, Wiley, our left guard, got hurt mm-hmm. uh, at the beginning of the third. I'm pretty sure. So it, I mean, our left side was just garbage. And it's not like – like I got kind of upset because Pat McAfee was saying that uh, Jacoby Brissett balled out. Like he had 158 yards Yeah. in an I interception. the bar is just so low on him. Yeah, it's he like – He overperforms if, constantly. Yeah, yeah, it's like if Patrick Mahomes had 158 yards, everybody would be burning the house down. They'd be like, what the fuck just happened? They'd be like, he needs to get a full CT. Like he needs to have an MRI. Like what is going on? That uh, might be panic button time. Yeah, like if if Patrick Mahomes is doing that, so I, I everything's gonna be fine. Um, you have any any more NFL stuff you want to talk about? Flag off and handshake yeah, I, date. Uh, I do think that the panic button was hit, uh, maybe deservingly so, on Baker Mayfield by Richard Sherman. Um, yeah. You know, he said that Baker didn't give him a handshake to start the game, and in his defense, I looked at the tape. You can't really tell if Baker snaps. And I think that's key. I think that's a key finish to the DAP. Um, you know if somebody is truly with the program. They're one of your boys instantly if they hit the DAP and then that snap right after. It's just crisp, clean, cool. And honestly, you know, maybe he just thought it wasn't Baker because he didn't do it. And he's like, you know, this can't be the real dude out here. So Baker's being fake. And, you know, I don't disagree with that take at all. I also think it could possibly just be a little bit of mind games because it seems like Baker's getting a lot of pressure on him and the media and doesn't really know where to go um, with, you know, 
how to handle this properly. It's, you know, the first time he's been under major scrutiny. So I think that it might have been all of those things. But I think uh, think panic button was the right call here. I, I don't know about that. Um <laughs> I do think Richard Sherman's playing mind games because no offense to Baker Mayfield, but Richard Sherman's a lot smarter than him. Um, he might be one of the smartest dudes in the NFL. He's up there. Um, I would have to put him, Ryan Fitzpatrick, um, the who else? Uh, the fullback, the Niners fullback was went to Harvard. Fun fact. Um, huh. But I I don't know because it clearly came out that they shook hands. And, like, the first angle, you're like, oh. And people were freaking out. Not to bring up Pat McAfee again, but he was like, oh, shit. Like, basically putting on all high alerts. Like, Richard Sherman – or P- Baker didn't shake Sherman's hand. And then another angle came out, and he was like, oh, shit, he did. Like, going back and forth. Like, it's – I don't know. It, the, people, This narrative had to come up because that game was so shitty. That's fair. That's the only That's reason fair. this narrative exists. It's that game sucked. And it wasn't a, it wasn't a game from the very beginning. Not if you're a Niners fan, though. It still wasn't a game. You were just cheering. You were probably slamming beers. That's fair. That's fair. We uh, had a little bit more controversy with the flag off, though. I'll yeah, let you so, describe this one. So we had two separate flag offs. So the first one, we'll just carry right on with this Cleveland uh, Niners game. So if you guys will remember back to a couple years ago when Baker Mayfield was at Oklahoma, they beat Ohio State at Ohio State, and he – took the OU flag and waved it around and stuck it in the middle of the field, and he gave a half-hearted apology at the presser next the next week. Um, whatever. So, like, that happened a couple years ago. Well, then, guess who didn't forget about it? Nick Bosa, first-round draft pick by the Niners. Uh, obviously, took it pretty personal because he sacked Baker Mayfield at the beginning of the first half and did a flag-waving, stick-it-in-the-ground celebration, after the win, he also grabbed a Niners flag, waved it around, and stuck it in the ground. Even though they're at 49ers, they're at Levi Stadium, whatever. Uh, I I kind of think it was cool. I kind of think it's a hardo move. Like it happened two years ago. Like I think the first, like that. I thought the initial celebration was great. Like the phantom flag wave. I, I like it. I, I like that a lot. Um, yeah, uh, doubling down. Um, the real bold Ohio State University move. Um, I'm sorry, I forgot the uh, the you know. Ohio State. It's a real like, hey, how much do you bench move? Agreed, 100. Uh, percent Ohio State is full of hard odds, but I think that they might be changing the culture. We uh, we might get into that a little bit later. But the flag off that I really loved was the coach flag off. Yeah, so Jason Garrett got himself in a big old flag off uh, against the officials. So he he wanted to challenge a play, um, and he let me I'm trying to pull it up real quick. He looked directly at the ref. That was one of my favorite yeah. things I he have written down. Him down. Love the eye contact. You know, he's pissed about the play. Throws the challenge flag. I will say I'm a little bit disappointed that he just spiked it in front of him, which immediately just died because it's a flag. If yeah. he would have thrown it like a referee. It's my favorite play of the season. It's my favorite thing to happen in the NFL maybe since I'm alive. Yeah, if he throws it straight up and then maybe gives like a jerk off like while it's in the air. Yeah. yeah. And then Love like it. the like the official like that's worth the 15 yards. Without a doubt. I mean, he was going to get flagged on it from the stare down like you might as well make it worth it without. And he definitely said something pretty fucking mean 
because you when you look in his eyes is he is trying to strangle that ref with his words and then he just throws that flag right into the ground um i don't even know if the fucking cowboys won that challenge or not you don't think it was that's a great call ref i really want you to go and look how great a work you just did uh no. fantastic oh. no i don't think that was it interesting well Let's uh, hear your takes for top four, bottom four of the NFL before we round this uh, professional football off. Okay. I'll start with my bottom four. Uh, it obviously has to include Miami and Washington. Um, and then, I mean, they're so bad, and they, they play coming up. Uh, I think it's definitely a loser-leave town or a must-win or a tank-off, one of the two. I can't decide which is which. Uh, so there, there's just all of those things. Um, and then I also have the Bengals in there. They lost the Cardinals. They suck bad. And then I have the Jets 0-4. Can't figure things out. They might get their, their quarterback back, but I don't know how much good that's going to do. Um, but all those teams have not won a game yet. So my current uh, top four, bottom four, I'm doing this on the current status of the teams, but we have the exact same. So I just put the Jets in front of Cincinnati because of – you know, their recent play, I feel like Cincinnati hasn't been good by any means, but they haven't been that bad. But Miami Washington's just a toss up. I think my, you know, ideal scenario in that game is if it's three three at halftime and then they all just put in their subs. Totally. Yeah, yeah just like a replacements game. Oh, for sure. So I'll go ahead and go into my top four. Like I said, this is this week. Um, and, you know, a lot of this is the status of the health on the team. So, you know, Patriots, number one, um, I'm going to go ahead and put Green Bay after them. I think that they've shown up offensively and defensively. Aaron Rodgers is going to Aaron Rodgers. Um, I hate to do this, but San Francisco, uh, just because they're undefeated. You know, I really thought that they played great against um, the Browns. You know, it was a home game, but I still feel like they, you know, showed out a little bit more than the Rams. But, you know, we'll see how that happens later in the season. And then, unfortunately, our Kansas City Chiefs are, uh, are last just because of, you know, the whole team is banged up. Everybody. For sure. Um, pretty boring segment because we have the exact same rankings. Um, so I'm just going to switch <laughs> things up for some reason and just put the Packers at one. Um, and put the Patriots and Niners at two and three. Um, I, Aaron Rodgers does look good, and the Packers defense is showing out. They literally go down to Dallas and then just spank them around like they're a little fucking third grader. Love it. And just like Aaron Rodgers, I think now what what was the score? Because I can't. It was so he's five and zero oh in his last five visits, and he scored at least thirty four points every single time. Uh. Dallas Cowboys Stadium, also home of the greatest Green Bay Packers picture of all time. Oh, that picture. I tweeted it not too long ago from the account where that guy, it's just like a minute 28 left. Packers are down by four points, and he's like, these guys think they're going to win. And it's just like fucking hilarious. Oh, 100%. 100%. So, um, But yeah, I, I have to agree. The Chiefs have to set it for uh, Niners. You got to respect them. Their running game is great. I think their front looked really good against Cleveland, whatever that means. Um, Sherman, Richard Sherman, still kind of got it. Uh, we'll see if Jimmy G can actually like hold his weight against a good defense or a team that will actually score points and not turn the ball over. Because um, you know, I don't think they've really played against anybody who's 
you know, put them in any, any sort of pressure. But yeah, I, I agree with all your takes. Quite a testament to Bill Belichick if Jimmy G is great, honestly. Yeah, and Jacoby Brissett. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. So before we get into college football, let's talk about the little blunders of the state to the left of Missouri that is a cursed word on this podcast and in my household. Losing to both the FBI and Snoop Dogg, um, you think that those two would never be on the same front, but obviously— That's like oil and vinegar, man. Hey, I'll drink it down if it's that team. FBI slapping sanctions on them, of course, and— they hired Snoop Dogg for their Midnight Madness season opener scrimmage game. I don't really care, but they thought that aerobic dancers, acrobatic? Acrobatic, yeah. Acrobatic dancers. They were told it was going to be, Bill Self literally said, a radio clean version. It was like, what the fuck does that mean? You're on camera. So I think he, Bill Self was just told that like the lyrics would be clean. But he had a money gun. He's just shooting money out and four strippers. It was fucking awesome. Money gun with dollar bills with Snoop's face on it. Marijuana leaves as the federal seal. Um, This money is good for any and all debts, uh, business, personal or otherwise. I mean, it was just great. Um, I don't know what the price of the bill was, but if it wasn't 420 or 69, I'm a little disappointed. Yeah, it should have been 420, 69. Oh, without a doubt, without yeah. a doubt. Um, so let's get back to the good side of the state. Um, and like I said, I got got earlier with the Barry Odom takes. I'm still not super confident he can carry Missouri forward, but you know he's our guy for the current season. I hope we get rid of him eventually. But um, I think the injuries are going to be a huge issue. Uh, it's great that Kelly Bryant's back, but. Yeah. You know, I think we're going to win the games that we're going to win, and we're going to lose the games that looks like we're going to lose. And and that's the the worst part about having Barry Odom as your coach is you just sit there and you just know that. Like, you just don't have any choice. But, like, you sit there and you're like, okay, well, we're never going to win these games. I, I So I did the math earlier. He's 2-4 and four versus Power 5, non-conference Power 5 teams. That's terrible. None of them have been ranked either. Um, and he's one and seven against ranked teams, uh, which includes a loss to Kentucky when they were ranked. Uh, his only win is against Florida last year. Uh, it's just coaching wise, it's just frustrating. And TJ Mo can try to spin it as we're being negative fans when really we just want the best for our fan base. Um, I think Troy did have some cheap shots. Um, Kale Garrett is a fucking beast. He literally tore his peck. And then made three straight tackles and had two interceptions, one of them which he ran for a touchdown, all after he tore his peck. I think that the guy from Troy should absolutely be suspended. They, you know, were playing dirty and celebrating about it, and, you know, it did not sit right with me. He's laughing on the sidelines. Yeah. You know, it's rough. Uh, Let's get into the rest of the SEC. I think uh, Georgia got their clunker trap game out of the way. Yeah. You know, Tennessee is. They're never, ever going to do that again. You know, they were looked at. I talked to some Georgia fans before the game, and they go, I'm worried about this being a trap game. Um, a great take that I heard at that time in the conversation was, we're a one-half team. It doesn't matter if it's the first or second half, but whichever one you see, the other one's going to be bad. Um, you know, and that was their worry against Alabama the last couple of years and, you know, against a couple other te- good teams. But I think that they'll be all right going forward. Um, 
I do too. I think they're still super athletic. Uh, their defense is still going to be really good. Um, they have, we've talked about, they have some, their running back Swift is, he's really good. I mean, you can't, Jake Fromm can still sling it. Like, they're a good team. Uh, I think they're going to fucking smoke Mizzou. Um, but I don't see them, I see them winning the East easily. Yeah. Easily, because Florida's good, but they're not that good. They're going to get no. stomped next week against LSU. LSU is going to put them in their place. Yeah, they are legit. Um, I can see a little bit why um, Auburn was, you know, riding that hype train. Um, but yeah, absolutely, I think LSU, Alabama, uh, Oklahoma, or not, sorry, I do not think a Big 12 team is going to Ohio State. There. Yeah, and then Clemson, unless they have some sort of giant gaffe. I mean, if Oklahoma runs the table, they have a pretty good argument because, you know, either Alabama or Georgia is going to lose. One of them has to. Yeah, and um, uh, if Ohio State were to lose in the Big Ten championship game, there's that as well. Um, Clemson's Clemson, because the ACC sucks, has already cemented their spot. Mm-hmm. Um, Ohio State seems to be walking through people pretty easily. They are undefeated uh, against the spread so far this year. It's awesome. Uh, I did think that Auburn was going to be a lot better, but it their true colors showed, and mm-hmm. their quarterback, I mean, he's a freshman. He didn't show up on the swamp. Um, but I tell you who will show up. Um, Bo Nix. No, wait, that's Auburn's quarterback. Uh, <laughs> LSU's quarterback. Uh, God damn it. Um, I don't know his name, but I know he is. I can see his fucking he face. He has Joe all Burrow. the sauce. Joe Burrow. Sauce. He Joe Burrow will show up in Death Valley in LSU, and that's uh, a little teaser for my pick earlier. I can't believe I just said Bo Nix was their quarterback. Um, I do think LSU is legit. I I don't know how they're going to fare against Alabama though. Yeah, I um I think that you know we figured out a lot of things, especially that um sometimes those mascot games are real. Son of a bitch, I was wrong on both. Really? Yeah, I was on the the opposite side of both mascot games. So we had two key key mascot games this last weekend. Uh, did you bet on either of them? I don't fuck with magic. Fair enough. Um, I won't ever again. So Temple ECU was Thursday night, and it ECU's mascot Steve the Pirate didn't make that up. Um, was sick and went to the hospital. So this was a mascot game where they declared it. The team got extra spirit because uh, their mascot wasn't there. Well, some black juju magic happened because Temple was covering. They were up 16, and they were driving down, and the, all the stadium lights went out. All of them. So it was on delay for like 15, 20 minutes before they can get the, the lights back on. Both teams had to warm up again. Um well, it turns out that Temple ended up punting after, I think, some penalties. And then ECU drives down and with 30 seconds left, scores a touchdown. So now we're not covering. Well, then they kick an onside kick, get it. Then they throw it out. They ECU goes to lateral it. Temple intercepts the lateral, takes it back for a touchdown. I'm covering again. Uh, then it turns out the officials called the play dead. I'm not covering anymore. Steve the Pirate with his fucking voodoo mermaid magic. When the lights go out, crazy stuff happens, and voodoo is a great way to put it because I'm thinking of the Super Bowl you know, a couple years ago. 
Yeah. But go ahead and inform the people of Air Force before uh, the Air Force blunder, before we get into, uh, you know, the rest of our betting. Yeah. So then I lose to a mascot. So now I'm like, I have to take the mascot. This one was even more serious. So Air Force had a live mascot, a falcon um, or a hawk. When it, its name was Aurora. Great name. Uh, it lived to be 23 and it died this last week. So obviously Aurora was up in heaven taking care of Air Force, beating Navy. That didn't happen. Um, Air Force couldn't throw the ball. Um, there was a pass interference call late. There was a, a lot of things. It just didn't happen. And so lost a lot of money. It was a bad two. week for me. Um, every single one of my bets lost except for LSU. I no exaggeration have three dollars in my Bovada account. Yeah, I had to redeposit. I went zero and five to start the weekend. It's rough. It's yeah. rough. You um have any review? Because I gave a lot um and it was all bad. Just to let you guys know, except my WNBA picks, those are undefeated currently. Um, which if Washington does not win this week, they will or tonight. Uh, Tuesday night when we record, then they will win game five. Okay, um, mark that, that down. Is, that is my one and only pick because I have lost zero or all faith. I, I have zero faith in myself, um, so I have zero pick sixes. Sometimes uh, you got to go off the grid. Um, absolutely. I went three and three last week. Um, great LSU pick by me. Great Northwestern pick. Houston was easy. The rest of my picks sucked ass. Well, not really. The Chicago-Oakland under wasn't terrible kansas city spread tees just absolutely obliterated me as the last thing on sunday just took me out um auburn was a huge loss that sucked um all those things really did suck um i also had a bonus pick written down that i didn't say but it was arizona plus three and a half that hit so of course um, of course it did yeah it's just literally written right here to the side i think Uh, that team's really good well i packed 12 good okay Okay, um, so now I guess I have I have another pick six. Uh, so yeah, hopefully I'm I'm trying to get back, I'm chugging back, I'm getting back there. Uh, so let's just start out with the Red River rivalry uh, for my pick six. OU Texas over seventy five and a half. Mm, good. Solid. Points 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 points. Give me all of them. Uh, then I have Penn State minus four and a half at Iowa. Uh, I think Penn State's just a lot better. Uh, I think their defense is really good. They shut out a Maryland team that can score. Um, I, I don't see Iowa moving the ball a ton after just losing to Michigan. I know maybe bounce back, but, I mean, they literally put up three points against Michigan. So um, I see a four is a, is a good number to cover there. Um, then to round out my college football picks, I kind of alluded to this earlier, but LSU at home versus Florida, minus 13, give it to me. LSU can score. Uh, Florida's defense is good, but in the swamp, I don't think it's – or excuse me, in uh, Death Valley, I don't think it's going to matter. Uh, I think LSU is a legit team, unlike that fraud Auburn. Um, so now the NFL, Giants versus the Patriots on Thursday night. Danny Dimes' his first Thursday game. He's going to be looking like a substitute teacher, and he's going to not cover that 17-point line that they put out there. So I'm taking the Patriots minus 17. I think there's wow. obviously, obviously a better better team. And I think it's a lot of points, but I think it's I think Vegas is fucking with people 
just being like, oh, take Danny Dimes, plus 17. Looks good. Uh, Philadelphia only plus three at Minnesota. I think that's ridiculous. Uh, the Eagles are going to win that game. Um, I don't see why they wouldn't. They literally just went to Green Bay and won that game. Uh, and then to round it out, New Orleans, they're a good team. They almost made my top five or my top four. They'd probably be the number five team. Their defense is legit. They're plus one against Jacksonville. I'm going to take that. Love it. Love it. So to finish on up here, you got any fake takes for the people? Um, I was, I was trying to think of one, but I couldn't, I couldn't get it. So okay, well, I'll let you have it. I, um, I have two NFL ones, so we'll uh, go right back into that. Washington may have lost a coach this week, but they are right in the heat of the battle for the number one pick in the league. That's very true. Yeah. 100%. Um, uh, one final hot seat, Mason Rudolph's chances at not getting CTE. Yeah, that poor guy. Fucking the Steelers, their injury cart broke down. Like you're, Nothing works there. You're Except a billion dollars. Well, yeah, and his Apple Watch. You see mm. that he got fined five thousand dollars for wearing an Apple Watch on the sideline. Like he fucking knows how to work it. I think that if he would have worn uh, some Chinese watch, um, you know, the Chinese company would have been cool. Now you're thinking, yeah. Oh, 100 percent. And then finally, uh, to just hammer home the China controversy, NBA, this league of lies. Oh. I like it. Uh, so be on the lookout for some black magic anywhere when it comes to mascots, when it comes to China. Um, and that does it for this week, guys. Uh, so thanks for listening. Uh, we really appreciate it. Big things to come, I think, at the end of this month. Be Just stick with us. I promise you that. Stick Especially with us. Uh, whenever I get back to Missouri, you know, it'll be hot then. We'll be pumping it out. Uh Check out the website, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Honestly, Facebook, probably not. Instagram, Twitter, the website. That's the stuff that we need. Get our merch on there. T-shirts still out. We have plenty of other you know, stickers, trinkets, whatever you need. Um, we got it. All right, guys, that does it. So uh, I love you. Stay together.